church, a place for worship and ghosts. These are creepy and strange church tales. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos y más. This is Spooky Tales. Listen, escuchen at your own risk. Every Sunday, we went to church as a family, and every Sunday, I was bored out of my mind. We were your regular Catholic family, and so once a week, as a family, we attended Mass. It was all normal that Sunday. I took part in communion as normal. I went back to my seat, and that's when I first heard it. It was a whisper, and it said, help me, please help me. At first, I thought I imagined it, but then I heard it again, and the hairs on my neck stood up. I looked around, and no one was near me. I was the first one back to my seat. I heard it one more time. Help me. Please help me. And that's when I decided to say, sure, out loud, which would be the biggest mistake of my life. Since then, this, this thing has not left me alone. I have not slept. It stands at the foot of my bed, and in my dreams, well, my nightmares, I see a house burning down and someone trapped inside. I hear doors slamming, I hear footsteps, but worst of all, I hear, help me, please help me, when no one is around. Hi everyone, this is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is another episode of Spooky Tales. Welcome, welcome. Today, we're talking about creepy or strange church-related things, mm-hmm. right? Is that how yeah. you, you would put it? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, we got a listener story, which is not like a, an experience someone had, but they're just sharing a story, and it takes place behind a church. So I was like, hey, or maybe it was MJ. It was probably you. I don't remember. <laughs> suggested the church Looking for church stories. Church story, yeah. I think it was. I think it was you. It probably yeah. was me. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. <laughs> I don't even so remember yesterday. Blur. <laughs> right. Uh, so let's start with this uh, listener email. This is from Giselle. Thank you for sending this in. We're only going to read half of it because we're going to save your other half for Christmas. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> so she says one of the most famous legends from Los Chargos, Michoacan is one called the Shovel Man. There is this little abandoned house right behind the church. Legend tells that a guy was killed by his own brother at the age of 20. And people, including myself, have heard the sound of a man digging with a shovel at midnight. And some people claim to see a shadow with a shovel. Creepy. Uh, oh, so you know, that kind of doubles as a personal experience and someone just telling us a, a story. Sorry, too, yeah. You know? Um, I tried to look more into this to find, like, the full story, and I can't find it, so. Whatever it is, I'd be like, F this, I'm out the moment I hear, like, a shovel dragging, because it's like, they're going to bury me next. (laughs) Yeah, and why is it always shovel noises? I know, and it's like, you say shovel noises, and I feel like it pops in everybody's head, like, the dragging on the dirt. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no. oh, creepy um, yeah so thank you so much for sending that in uh i had never heard about this so 
Me either. Creepy, but pretty cool. So that inspired us to look up just creepy stories about churches. Mm -hmm. Because why not ruin church for you, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't go to church. So. Well, I'm I'm like religious and I still don't go to church. <laughs> Fuck church is what we're saying. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, so I have. I'm 99% sure if I go in and combust into flames. Like, <laughs> it's like, what, what's that no, smell? Gonna, uh, what's that ash on the floor? <laughs> right. I'm not going to lie. The. We used to go to this church that was in Ceres because we were in deep. So, you know, mm-hmm. we just yeah. had to drive like five minutes into Ceres. Yeah. And there was a big church there. I don't remember the name of it anymore, but it was a Catholic church. And uh, at the end of mass, there was always people outside selling pan dulce and tamales. And that oh, was the yeah. only reason I liked going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been there. It's like uh, my mom used to go there sometimes. And during the winter, they'd sell champurrado and she'd bring me home champurrado. And I was like, yes, like I never went to church. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, I'd be like, hey, mom, traeme un poquito de comida, please. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I liked going. For the food, yeah. Yeah, it was worth it for the for the food that was outside. So, yeah, speaking of church, my first story is from a church called San Miguelito. It's in San Pedro Cholula in Puebla, Mexico, which I thought was just Cholula. I I have no idea. I know nothing. (laughs) Same. And so according to legend, this little church harbors an evil little statue of the devil. Why is there a statue of the devil in a church? Well, I mean, unless it's like a, like, you know, like a Luciferian or satanic church, then it's like, okay. Yeah. Usually you'll see like the what's that saint that like defeated him and Michael the statues of him standing on him. Saint Michael. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you'll see that, but this no, this is straight up a little evil red looking statue, Ew. and I will post pictures of it. Um, and I actually did a while back. I did a TikTok on this place, which is why I knew about it. So if you want to look at that, you can. But this little church is pretty old. It's said to have been built in the 15th century. And one day, out of nowhere, this little devil statue just uh, showed up outside of the church doors. No one was sure of how it arrived there. But there were rumors that people thought the previous owner of the statue left it there because the statue was doing some evil shit. Like, <laughs> he would see the statue moving. Oh my God. He could swear it was, like, laughing and just, like, knocking things over in his house. And so he didn't want it So anymore. it's a cat. No, you know, like, (laughs) the statue is a cat. Yeah. So this guy didn't want the statue anymore. He leaves it in front of the church doors. But nobody saw him. This is just what they think happened. So the priest decides to bring the statue inside. I don't know why. (laughs) And so first they put the they put the statue in a wooden box and put it away. But then they kept hearing noises coming from the wooden box. Oh, and when they opened the wooden box, there was like scratches inside of it. Ew. Fucking weird. Yeah. And so then they decided to put it in a glass case and display it. <laughs> so like that like that just seems <laughs> like the series of events that led That's to a bad like idea, right? <laughs> let's just let's display it in a glass like who thought of this? You're yeah. fired. <laughs> <laughs> so they put it in the glass case. A few days pass by and someone notices that the door to the glass case keeps opening. Nobody's opening it, but it's just always a little open. 
And again, they, they found like little scratches. And so then they filed the statue's nails and put it back in. And then they kept seeing the statue in different positions. So if the statue was kind of like to the side leaning over, for whatever reason, an accident occurred on the road outside of the church. And the ac- after the statue was displayed, accidents kept happening on that road. And every time what happened, the statue was in a different position. What did I just say? That sounds like a not so smart idea to display this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that street came known as La Curva del Diablo, which there's so many of those in Mexico. <laughs> every single one. But there's many, another one. That's yeah, number right? one. That's any number weird looking curve. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But many blame the statue for all these accidents. But then on top of all these weird, creepy things happening around the statue, people would visit the statue because they swore that it it would grant their favors. So, yeah, weird. The statue is like a genie, I guess. That's like the first thing. That's what I was about to say. It's like a genie. Yeah. One wish, though, not three. Lame. (laughs) (laughs) But... Then people who would visit the statue to ask for a favor later, they would be confronted by other people like, hey, why did you do this like shitty thing? Or what? Why were you out here? Like, I don't know, burning my trash. Who I'm making that up. It's not. But they were confronted about doing something horrible. And later it was said or everyone started saying this was actually the statue taking the form of people <gasps> who visited and asked for favors. Oh, ew. Right? Weird. It's like, like weird. a doppelganger type thing. Which, you know, like they say, like, if you ever meet your doppelganger, they will try to kill you. Yes, I have. I have heard that. I wonder if there's any um, stories. We got to add it. Add one. We like doppelgangers in South America. Doppelganger. Right? A whole doppelganger episode. They're, those stories are creepy. They scare me. I have a twin, but <laughs> not a doppelganger. I always get it's told, like hey, you one. look like this person from over here. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, who is she? Why? What? <laughs> I don't know her. Well, I don't know. Just don't run into her. She's going to kill I know. You. I'll be like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> don't, don't stab me. Yeah, that's what, um, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that's what the statue was doing, becoming the person or becoming a doppelganger. That part's unclear. Um, although, this also sounds like an excuse to do something shitty and then blame it on the I statue. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I would <laughs> like that wasn't me. That was the, the, was the little statue. <laughs> you keyed my car. No, it wasn't me. That was Patricia. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then they decided to move the statue to the back. So it's now displayed out in like the. Um, you know how you have the seats, and then you have where the 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 father stands, yeah. and then there's like stuff yeah that's where it was okay so they moved it to the back of the church but to this day people stand in line to ask for this little statue for that is like the most backwards thing considering the fact it's like in a church like literally asking like a little devil statue is considered like bad and yet the church is like go ahead right (laughs) what I wonder if if they feel like if they try to hide it, it's going to do some weird shit like when they put it in the well, box. How about not hide it, but don't let people enter? Like, that just seems seems counterproductive. Like, yeah, we're like, believe in Jesus, but go ahead. Go ask the statue of Satan. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. Counterproductive to the goals of the church, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that is hilarious. But also, <laughs> if you want to go do something shitty, go... Go over there and, go, and then go blame it on the statue. 
That's yeah, a smart idea. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have one more creepy church story. Right, awesome. Uh, so this one takes place in Guatemala in the neighborhood of La Recolección in Guatemala City. There's a very old church with the same name, La Recolección, that was built in 1845. Later, in 1917, there was a terrible earthquake in the neighborhood that claimed the lives of many. And then after that, very creepy legends surrounding the church and the neighborhood uh, surfaced. So after the earthquake, those that remained in the neighborhood began hearing cries late at night and would warn others not to go out late at night. Because los penitentes would get them, mm. which I don't know what that is in English. I think it's the the, uh, the people in penance, I think. Yeah, but is there like a shorter way? Because in Spanish, it's one word. Let me see. <laughs> it says penitent. Whatever that means. The penitents. The penitents. <laughs> I don't know. So, oh, it's self-flagulation. Es son los estos que se pegan con... Con, uh, a web. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Okay. So, what is that? Uh, the what? A penitent? I don't know. It doesn't really have a thing. It says penitente. This ex- exact same okay. thing, but it's like, people who do, who practice self uh, flagellation for religious purposes. Yeah. And so they're punishing themselves essentially. Yeah. So, and the, this is what they would tell people watch out for um, los penitentes. And, one man decided to stay up late at night to see what was really happening and what a mistake. <laughs> if everyone in your neighborhood is telling you, hey, watch out for these things at night, you you do that. You yeah. Decide to stay up late at night <laughs> to watch. That's no. Or I, you would think. <laughs> I, see, this is why this is like stories like this is the reason why even at like at night, I have to close my blinds because this has always been my like I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it on the podcast, but I never know yeah. if I'm gonna look out the window and see something I don't like. And it scares the yeah. living daylights out of me. It's like that comic where <laughs> the kid tells the parents <laughs> that there's, um there's like something in their closet no, and they're like, and <laughs> there's, there's someone outside my window, and then the parents are like, and mm, yeah. what do you want me to do? This sounds scary. You think I wanna see that shit? <laughs> It's like, yes, like that's me as a parent, like, shit, come in here. I don't want to go out there and see that shit. That sounds scary. Like, same energy here. (laughs) (laughs) That if someone says weird things happen at night, I don't go out at night. I'm not going to look and see. I'm not going to go investigate. I'm going to stay in my house. (laughs) Exactly. With the light on. All the lights (laughs) on. Every single one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But no, not this man. This man stayed up late at night, and he saw the penitentes. He saw them walking by, hundreds of people, all in robes, walking, praying, and crying out. They were, um, it looked like they had their hands tied, and they were holding a candle. The man was also holding a candle to see, and one of the spirits from the group broke off, approached him, took the candle, and exchanged it for the one that it was holding, and uh, he tried to return the candle, so he got up, went to the group. But when he tried to like take his candle back, the group just took him with him. But that's what they supposedly do. They take you with them if you're out at night. Oh. Yeah. And the next day, a piece of bone was found where the man was hiding out. What the hell? These stories always confuse me. Obviously, it's a legend, mm-hmm. you know, but like, who saw him? How do they know this happened if he was taken? 
and that and then they found the bone later it's like that's his like i don't know i feel like that was like an excuse like he got murdered and they're like let's just make this legend up to cover up our tracks yeah so it's definitely weird but yeah that's what they say about the place but also f that and i'm not trying it real or not (laughs) like all the windows are being closed i'm not going out yeah but they're um seen usually near churches is where people say that they that this is where they are so not just this church other churches in guatemala i was about to say like what (laughs) like here too i wonder if it happens here does anybody have stories of uh of los penitentes in the states because i mean like if something's gonna have it's gonna be texas (laughs) yeah texas has everything it's always texas yeah yeah yeah, I wonder. Let us know. Um, but yeah, those are my two creepy church stories. All right. Awesome. I got, well, they're not really, they're like a, I went the priest route, but I guess um, a lot of these stories also do take place in churches. So, well, yeah, it has to do with the priest. <laughs> so my first uh, story is about a priest named Hector Orozco Gutierrez, better known as Padre Jeringas which in English translates to father syringes. I will say I had no idea it translated into syringes <laughs> until you until I read your notes. <laughs> I'm going to be totally honest. I Googled it. <laughs> oh, nice. I was like needles. And I was like, wait, I got to double check. And I was like syringes. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, he's a Catholic priest in the state of Sinaloa in Mexico, considered a living saint by those who, who believe in his miracles. And there are several people who have witnessed, like, the strange things that happen around him. Padre Jeringas is known for bilocation. Bilocation is the alleged phenomenon of being in two locations physically at once. In an interview, Padre Jeringas is asked if he does, in fact, have this gift, or el don, as the interview called it. He replied by saying, well, if the Lord has given me that gift, it's for the good of the people. The interviewer asks why this gift is useful. Padre Jeringas goes on to explain that he cannot keep up with how many people need his help. He explains that he does not pick and choose when he bilocates, that it simply happens when he is needed at two places, in two places at once, and that it all depends on God and he cannot do it by his own will. Padre Jeringas in this interview goes on to recount a story. His chauffeur had dropped him off in Culiacán. Jeringas had told his chauffeur to head back to Novolato. While on the freeway, his chauffeur was speeding and Padre Jeringas appeared in his passenger seat telling him to stop speeding. Whoa. Yeah. What? (laughs) The chauffeur became scared because he had just dropped him off. And just as fast as he appeared, he disappeared. He is credited with other miracles and people in in his congregation have seen him like walk around the church and he's floating above stuff and it's damn is he um is he still alive i think he's still alive i saw i was looking like i was looking at up at stuff and he i think he did like one of those live uh live facebook sermons during during covid so i think he's still alive he's like 80 80 years old 80 something interesting okay so he's still alive and people he like a lot of people go to him right now and that's not just the only instance several people have seen him in two places at once like you'll see him like far away and then you turn around and he's like right next to you and people like like recount stories like that and 
Um, he's supposed to also be like able to heal people. And again, people see him floating or walking above stuff. And it's like the weirdest thing. Can he walk on water? <laughs> that is the question. Um, but I mean, like, I know, like, pe- like, you know, you, it's supposed to have like a positive thing. But when stuff like this happens, especially when it happens to religious people, I'm like, goodbye. It scares me. <laughs> I'm going to question it. I'm going to be like, hmm. You know, just in what did case. you do for those powers? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll be like, you know what? Just in case, I'm gonna remove myself. Just in case, who did you sacrifice? <laughs> <laughs> and who do I need to? Sa- no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> mm, are you? <laughs> no, but by location would be nice. Like it's, it'll be like, man, I got like all this stuff to do. Let me just, you know, split into right quick. <laughs> Right, especially as a parent, like you know, one me is taking a nap, the other me is doing laundry. Although, if we're picking powers, I want teleportation. Oh, speaking of teleportation, thank you, Christina. This is a story about teleportation. This is the second story I have. Oh my god, amazing! Hashtag synchronicity. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have another tale of a priest bending the law of physics. Uh, my mother told me the story and this story takes place about 50 years ago in the state of Zacatecas in Mexico. Father Chuy was raised in Jerez, Zacatecas but was transferred to a small town by the name La Encarnacion. He w- was very much liked by the people of this little town. It is said that Father Chuy could hear people's thoughts. More specifically, he could hear what people thought of him. So when he would do sermons, he would call out people for what they thought about him. So he- oh my god, that's so mm, petty. I would not go to that church. Like, because <laughs> I remember sitting in church so many times and just like talking shit in my head. Like the father would be would because I don't know some of the churches we went to, man. The fa- like this is why I don't like religion. But the the father would be up there like talking about how I don't know gay being gay is wrong, and then be like, I bet you're gay. <laughs> not that that's wrong but like i bet he's closeted yeah or, like he would say something and be like i don't know but you're ugly like just in my head just talking shit about this i would do that about me. everybody like around me be like oh god look at what what is that person like doing is it picking his nose what's going on here that person definitely needs a shower. It'd just be like not like a stream of talking shit like nonstop during during church. Yeah, yeah. So imagine doing that, but then the the, the padre can like hear you. He'd be like, "Hey, little girl with the be glasses like- <laughs> and the shitty hair, <laughs> what are you saying about me?" And I'd be like, "Oh my god, it's not me. It's not, I don't know. It's not me. It's Patricia. <laughs> it was Carmen." <laughs> my twin (laughs) that was her that wasn't me like if we were ever in this i'd be like totally be like a new hole i'd get ripped a new hole and then you'd be like you have a scapegoat your sister this is not fair (laughs) that was her (laughs) it was her not me (laughs) (laughs) and then i'd be like i I don't have a twin it was all me i did it (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But that is, like, hello petty. <laughs> like, if you come to think about it, him calling people out in church in front of everybody. <laughs> the, yeah. The level of petty I aspire to be. <laughs> 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 so, 
So he would call out people like during church who, you know, and what they thought about him while it was happening. And one night he was traveling on horseback and there were a few men who were trying to kill him. They knew his route that he would take and decided to be a few steps ahead of him. So they knew that Padre Chuy had to traverse through a wooden farm gate. Like, so it was like this, you know what I'm talking about? Like a huge, uh, like uh, ranch gate, you know, that's, yeah, that would block view. It's not just like a fence. It's like a, like this gate that it's, that would block the view on, on certain areas of the road. And, these men decided to hide behind the gate and ambush uh, Padre Chui. As the story goes, they could see Padre Chui coming down the road, heading towards them. They ended up losing sight of him, and these men became agitated, questioning where he went. Like, they couldn't find him. He was, he was no longer on the road. They turn around and see that Padre Chui had somehow went from being in front of him to being behind them. Padre Chui was riding his horse away from them. Like, he was just, you know, like, I'm out of here. Whoa. And they were baffled because that wooden, the wooden farm gate was the only way in or out of the area. The very next day was the Sunday, and when he was giving his sermon, he told the congregation what had happened the previous night. He confronted these men in front of all those who attended church that day, told them their plan and their thoughts. Again, this is just slightly, di- like, this is, it goes with what Padre Jeringas and the whole, like, breaking the laws of physics, but this one is... um teleportation and telepathic powers which i was like whoa but then that's pretty cool i would hate to be telepathic because i'd be like this bitch no you're right you're (laughs) right then you'd be then you'd be out out there in front of everyone calling out what they're saying about you like padre chui (laughs) in front of his during his sermon what what did you say about me bitch (laughs) (laughs) you probably didn't say it like that Oh my god, can you imagine in his head he'd be like this bitch <laughs> as he should yeah. because if you find out someone's talking shit, that should be your first reaction. This bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are my two stories of these priests that had these like weird powers and <laughs> everyone in church <laughs> got to witness it. Those are yeah, pretty pretty interesting. Let's see, since we're, this is, these are pretty short, I'm going to find one more haunted church to see, to talk about, see, 10 most haunted Catholic sites. It's always Catholic. I know, right? These, all these places we've talked about are Catholic, we're Catholic. Oh, California. Right. <laughs> Ohio. It's New Orleans. Oh, I expected in New Orleans at this time. Yeah. Chicago, Chicago. Oh my God, three in Chicago. Oh, Chicago, what is going on? Are you guys okay? What's that? Blink twice. (laughs) Blink if you need (laughs) help. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to choose this one. This is St. Rita's Church in Chicago, Illinois. On All Souls Day in the early 1960s, St. Rita's Parish had a ghostly visitation. Mm -hmm. More than a dozen parishioners had gathered there to pray when sometime in the early evening, the organ began to play by itself. Suddenly, six robed monks appeared, three wearing black and three wearing white. The parishioners attempted to flee, but they found the doors of the church were locked. The phantom monks moved toward the parishioners, while the organ continued to play. Finally, the vision faded as a disembodied voice whispered, pray for us. Oh, my God. Oh, hell no. That gave me, oh, my God, I got goosebumps. 
What? That's crazy. Oh, that is that not cool. Church. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, let me just scare the lit. Like, let me just make these people shit their pants so they could pray for us. I mean, granted, <laughs> <laughs> I would pray because I'd be like, don't come after me. But <laughs> I'd be scared as hell. Same. Wow. I would never go to church again. <laughs> no, thanks. I don't want any uh, hooded thingies coming after me. <laughs> Monks, whatever they yeah. were. That is no. That's a no. It's going to be a no for me. Let's do the California one, just because these are super short. They're just little blurbs. I'll post a link as well. This is Mission San Buenaventura in Ventura, California. Ventura again? I feel like we've come across a few stories from Ventura. Have we? I don't remember. I don't know. I think I think we have. Oh, it might have been on TikTok. Maybe. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Let's see. Father Junipero Serra. Yeah, Junipero Serra. I've heard of him. He, I really, yes, there. My dad used to take me to places like, um, you know, those missions that we have here in California. Like, remember, like, I feel like every California kid has to go to a field trip, a field trip. Yeah. So, my dad used to teach you about all these amazing things the Spanish did, but don't teach you how horrible they were to the uh, indigenous population. Yeah, that one. And then you have to, (laughs) you have to build them like a little diorama or whatever of the like mission tr- anyways california education yes. <laughs> but anyways mm-hmm. uh and we i don't know if it was this one now i'm trying to remember but my dad used to take me and we used to go see where all these missions were and junipero Serra. we went to one where he used to live in it, it might have been this one i don't i don't remember but, but like the moment you say Junipero said, I was like, wait, flashback. brought back memory. Yes. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> what is this? Where are we going? What's this ride? That's funny. <laughs> it's like, it was like, like in my, like, you know, like deep subconscious. I didn't even know I had that memory. Yeah. <laughs> so he founded this church in 1792. It's still a parish today. And a ghostly monk supposedly haunts the church and the grounds. And it only appears to Catholics. What the hell? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Yeah. So this is just a, a monk that appears to Catholics only in this church. I'm never going there. <laughs> I thought there was going to be more to this story, but there wasn't. <laughs> it's like, here, you're Catholic. I'm just going to scare the shit out of you. All right. Bye. Pray for me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Pray for us. Pray for us. <laughs> <laughs> now that now when I become a ghost, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go nay nay pray for us. <laughs> I feel like you have to get rid of the nay if you're gonna say pray for us, because then it's gonna be like so confusing. <laughs> They're not even gonna be scared. They're just gonna be confused. <laughs> I'd be like, what is that? <laughs> it's a what's it called? It's a it's a priest horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no! Now I have an image of like a cartoon horse dressed as a priest. What am I doing? <laughs> I swear I'm sober, people. I swear. But yeah, those are, I think that's everything we have on these, yeah. um, on this topic. If you're, if you're at church and you, and the lights turn off and you hear, pray for us, leave. <laughs> leave, like right away. Yeah. You know what? Don't even go to church, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah don't. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. 
Uh, anyway, I can't go um, to church. I'll burst into flames, but that's besides the point. <laughs> right. If anyone has spooky stories that uh, they want us to read on the podcast, please send them our way. We love reading them. You can email them to spookytales at gmail.com or DM us on any of our socials. And yeah, just uh, stay a spooky. We'll catch everyone next week. Bye. Bye.